Praise the Lord. How many of you are blessed? First of all, I wanted to thank the choir, but I cannot go. When I wanted to thank the choir for today, I am reminded of last week. I hope none of you have forgotten about the women's ministry minister to us last week. So I take this opportunity to thank every leader, every member of women's ministry who has taken part in the last week's service, which is very remarkable, unique, and all glory to God. God bless you. And today when I saw our choir, and also they are singing, I am blessed. That's why I ask you. When I saw them, I also felt that I should have wear my coat today <laughs> along with them. Thank God for that. So this is the uniqueness, this is the joy whenever we come to... That is all up to us, how you take it. The state of your mind makes you the difference that will fill you the joy and the happiness. Before we go to the Lord, uh, let us pray. Grace is Heavenly Father, once again we praise you and we thank you. Our heart rejoices when we sense your presence is here in our midst. Thank you for each and every one of us. Thank you for the word that you giving us today. Lord, let your word go deep down in our hearts that will bring edifications, encouragements, corrections, blessings in all the way that will glorify your name. Hide me behind your cross. Open our spiritual eyes and our mind to know the truth and receive the word as you want us to be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Usually, I used to say, who you are, who you are, all the time, week after week, I used to say. And uh, maybe with the bread relations, you know who you are. But spiritually, when you come to spiritual life, you know who you are. Because of the time, I have to just mention to you, just think about it. What do you think about you? Basically, every believer will think, I am a child of God. That is the greatest of all, I can say. If you say amen to that. Amen. Why? Whenever we go through any situation or any circumstance, whether you feel it hard or good, if you recite that within you, I am your child of God, that is your strength. Why? We are not just a child of ordinary people. The one who is the creator of heavens and the earth, the almighty God, the living God, the eternal God, we should be proud of to say that I am a child of God. How many of you believe that? That's true. And further, you may say that, if I, somebody asks you, I am a Christian, good. What is the mean of, meaning of it? The one who has Christ in us. If you have Christ in you, that is the meaning of when you say that I am a Christian. And I am a believer. I am the one who called out. I am the one. So you can say on many things. Like you are an apostle, you are a child of God, you are a minister, you are the worker, and you are the member of the church. 
and i wanted to say you are a disciple more than everything again next level of your child your spiritual level is you are a disciple how many of you believe that nobody not everybody accepts it because you have a doubt in that don't worry you are all called you are all chosen who has called who called you it is god who chosen you it is god who called you and god who named you and you are a disciple of christ whether you believe it or not you have to accept it say amen to that amen. why disciples have their own quality when jesus christ came to this world he did not come for himself do you know that do you believe that yes and he came with a great mission that is in luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19 says the mission of jesus christ to this world the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and a recovery of sight to the blind to set a liberty to those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord it was foretold in isaiah 61 that was he read on that day to highlight and emphasize is to own people so that is the mission that mission he has completed he cannot do it by himself and he has chosen 12 people those who are called disciples with them he has completed his mission on this earth they are not all of them are not same they have all they are all from the different different backgrounds different characters and but he worked with them three and of years as a missionary and he has completed today see we 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 have, we have gone through or we have heard many messages differently about the character of individually about individual uh, disciple about jesus christ about one incident what has happened that's all true but today overall what are the imperfectionate in them because what i want to say they are all not all of them are perfect not all of them are good but there are difficulties there are imperfection in their life so today even though the message is very longer i have to go very fast there are 11 characters or incidents what has happened in their life along with jesus christ so i my my character my way of learning is from the negative to the best not always looking for the right thing what is the goodness what is the good thing what is the right thing better sometimes even god teaches even through the negative things do you believe that Do you believe that? 
I hope you have all gone through the negative experiences as well. So today's message, I title it as Imperfections of the Disciple. Imperfections of the Disciple. So the disciples of Jesus Christ were not superstars. At any stage, they were far from perfection. But Jesus Christ very patiently worked on them. And the gospel also records honestly reporting their defects. And why we are studying is the only purpose is we learn from their failures to avoid the undesirable, unwanted, or a bitter soul lives. That is, today we are going to study some of the imperfection of our disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, they did not understand him. Even though they are with him continually, they did not understand many aspects. One of the aspects was recorded in Mark 8, 13 to 21, when you go through it, it is because they forgot the first work of God. They do not understand him. What Jesus did, he rebuked them and reminded them. Through nine questions in that passage, when you look at open your Bible, chapter 8, just a few verses, 17 to 21 only, I will read it for you. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, one, first and one, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive, not understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? Do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves and the five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments you, did you take up? They said to him, twelve. And also when I broke a seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments you, did you take up? And they said, seven. So he said to them, how is you do not understand? That is the question. We also come across many times these experiences. Why? Whenever we go, to, we go through difficult situations, always, personally I used to tell, remember about the past, what God has done to you. Remember. Remember. Thank God for it. Then you can just proceed further. So most of the time, it is a lesson for every disciple. First of all, Disciple means the one who is disciplined. The word came from disciple is from discipline. As a disciple of Christ, we should be a disciplined people. That is why the world will know we are Christians. So in this case, they have forgotten. How many of us forgotten the goodness, mercies, grace, mighty work of God who has done in our life. If they have done it, let us not do it in our life. And also, when you go through Mark 35 to 40, Mark 4, chapter 5, 35 to 40, 
This was because they forgot the promise of God. Verse 35 says, when Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus himself called them. He is along with them in that boat. Other boat also along with them. Mark, verse 40 says, He said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? The very, why I want to say, It is he who called the disciple, Let us go to the other shore. And he is also along with them in the same boat, even though there are different boats are there along with them. Even though Christ is there with them in that boat, they are afraid. When the storm come, they went to him. At least that is the one of the good things, small things they did, gone to him first. And also, but the question was wrong. That is different. But our lesson here is forgotten. Even though God, all the time I'm telling, God is beside you, God is in you, acknowledge, understand, then you will enjoy the worship. So in the same way, even though he promised us, never leave nor forsake us, there are many promises. We are very much attracted to the promises, but we have failed to exercise it in our life. But here, hello, the promise is there for us. Is Jesus Christ is in your boat? In your lifeboat? So you should not fear. You should not afraid. You should not forget. When Jesus is with you, always there is a guarantee you can cross the sea or river. Right? Secondly, they did not pray with him in distress. You know about uh, Gethsemane. You know to Gethsemane, so Every Christian, there is no Christian without a prayer, who knows prayer. So prayer is the breath of a Christian. So if you fail to pray, and there is, uh, you, you, there is no, other, no way you can say that you are a Christian. So you know what is the prayer? Prayer is a communication, communication with the Lord, and it has to be regular at any time. Every time there are so many things we know about the prayer. But I want to say is prayer. And also it is a very important occasion. Jesus Christ said about himself. Not only about himself, he also said about the future. About himself means about his suffering, about his crucifixion, about his death, he has mentioned. And also he said about his resurrection. So he took out of twelve, he has chosen the very good, the best three along with him to get some money. There what has happened? He took Peter, James, who you know who are, who they are, Peter, James, and John to the place called Gethsemane to pray. Verse 37 of 26. He was sorrowful and deeply distressed. Matthew 26, 14 to 41. Then he came to the disciples and found them asleep and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? 41. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
again in it is recorded in mark 14:41 what he says are you still sleeping and resting it is enough see we do need good rest but oversleep will lead you into spiritual poverty if you are thinking that you are poor you are weak you are meek whatever you say it is all because you don't pray why proverbs 20 verse 13 says it is not only you don't pray you sleep more don't sleep here those who are sleeping say amen good <laughs> that is not my way that is brother claudius way <laughs> Proverbs 20 verse 13 Do not love sleep lest you come to poverty Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread So early rises are generally strong in devotional disciplines If you are not the one here after try god bless you Amen. thirdly they did not know the value of worship so in matthew chapter 26 the same chapter from 10 to 6 to 10 there was something happened in bethany when he went there there was anointing they could not why what do you want to say the disciple they could not appreciate the worshipful act of your woman who poured the very costly fragrant oil on jesus rather they said they called it is a waste matthew 2610 but when the jesus was aware of it he said to them why do you trouble the woman for she has done a good work for me instead of increasing their devotion and the sacrifices for their master they ask what shall we get it you know some people that is the some character of some people whenever we come to prayer whenever we ask them to come for the church and uh, do certain things you do this the work as a worker what i will get it if you open your home for christ for anything what i will get it that is the attitude of some people the same thing the disciples also had our disciples you know what is that matthew 19:27 says open your bible and see it is there or not then peter answered and said to him directly see we have left all and followed you therefore what shall we have we always talk about the good thing about the disciple when the jesus called them they left everything and followed it is not the one that is one side of the disciple see the other side we left everything we followed you what can we get it that is the attitude of a disciple what about you if it is you you should be corrected yourself that is why negative things today god wants us to know and study learn from the negative character of our so called disciples who followed him so our entire life must be dominated with a slogan to the glory of god 
1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Therefore, wherever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. When you lift your hands, glory to God. When you don't do it, that also. So don't uh, stop lifting up your hands when you worship. Understand what I say? But you are, I, I could not see from your faces. It should be reflected. So we can make out. So that is my basic problem. When I was young also, whenever God has done something, and when I go and share with the people, when I say, I'm so excited, when I share with them, when they have the long face or a sad face, I feel myself, it is my disability. I could not make that person to understand. One is, he don't understand my language. And second is, he don't believe in what he has said. So, I do not know what way you are. Whether you understand or whether you don't believe it. You believe it? Right. That's right. So, whatever you do it, do it unto the Lord to glorify Him. Amen? Fourthly, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Christians are basically, that is the basic character or a fundamental character of a Christian to forgive one another. Because it is God who has forgiven us. In 18, verse 18, 21, 22, 25, when you go through it, Matthew 18, 21, 22 says, The Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. First of all, why did Peter come and ask? Because he is not ready to forgive. He finds it difficult. That's why he wanted to come and clarify with him. And uh, because he is not willing to forgive, he came justifying that. Is it okay? 70 times, 7 times? He said, no. Seven, 70 times 7. So that's it. So in that case, in his question, that was his uh, expectation. So his answer was to challenge them to exercise even the mustard seed size of faith they already had. So that is, learn to forgive small offenses. You will not find it difficult in hard situations. Love is the badge of the disciples of Jesus Christ. John 13, 34 and 35 say, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, verse 35, by this will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Read your neighbor. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Left and right. Both the sides. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. That means you agree today. I am ready to forgive any small offenses of anybody who does against me or if it is against them. Right? That's good. That's a good exercise. Okay. Fifthly, 
unnecessary questioning unnecessary questioning or a curiosity that is in john 21 you know about uh, the peter after his resurrection when he appeared that is the last uh, times after resurrection to peter three times he asked him do you love me more than this do you love me more than this he said yes then what he said feed my lambs second time tend my sheep third time feed my sheep he said everything after knowing everything after he accepted everything he became a hero because he denied and god has accepted him restoration was took place and he was so happy so proud of it verse 21 20 then peter turning around after jesus said you tend my sheep feed my sheep and follow me after hearing that he said turning around saw the disciple whom jesus loved following who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said lord who is the one who betrays you that was and 21 peter seeing him said to jesus but lord what about this man 22 jesus said to him if i will that he remain till i come what is that to you you follow me that means he was questioning about john and other disciples what about you what about him as if he is very concerned very uh, love for here, for them he was just he was asking what about this person you first mind your business i called you these things you follow that's it so sometimes we also behave like that when something is given to you or said to you as if you are so loving and so concerned about others what about this person what about that person what it shows what it shows you are proud of yourself so it is better concern about you and your relationship is most important than unnecessarily in uh, 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 entering into other person's uh, concern so this led a misunderstanding and unnecessary gossip you know what is gossip what is gossip two people came together talking about the third person that's it so whenever two people gather together they don't talk about each other always about the third person who is not there that is gossip <laughs> so we are repeatedly warned against being busy bodies in the house of god there are scriptures one scripture i will read it for you from basic bible english that is um, 1 timothy 5:13 and they get into the way of doing no work going about from house to house and not only doing no work but talking foolishly being over interested in the business of the others saying 
things which they have no right to say. If it is not of your business, better you keep silent. If you do not keep yourself silent, you are sinning against God and you lose your, you become indisciplined in your character. That is not a Christian character or a believer character to gossip. Sixthly, uncompassionate. When the people stayed with Jesus from morning till evening in the desert place, you know about the, uh, the situation. Disciples diplomatically suggested to him, send the multitude away. But the compassion of Jesus would not let them to go hungry. Matthew 14, 13 to 16. But 14, 14 says, when Jesus saw the multitude, he moved with the compassion and healed the sick. When the people of Samaritan religion, so you know about, I'm not going for uh, more uh, explanation. It is about the feeding the 5,000 or uh, other. And they were hearing the word from morning till evening. They want, but the disciple wanted to send them away. But Jesus said, no. So that is the compassion of Jesus Christ. And here, when the people of Samaritan village did not receive Jesus, the disciple immediately wanted to bring down fire. Luke 9, chapter 9, verse 51 to 56. And they said, wanted to bring down the fire from heaven to consume them. Jesus rebuked them for their spirit. Why? Sometimes we have that. When we share the good news or with the love, with the compassion to the people, if they don't accept it, what do you say? Immediately you get anger. As the disciples were. So-called disciples, they did it. They asked Jesus, we will come down, bring the fire from heaven to consume them. That is the character of the disciples. We should not be. That is the lesson for us. So God so loved the world, he gave his son. Christ so loved the church that he gave himself to the church. Without love, everything is useless. That's what we know from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1, 2, 3, if we go through it, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So in that case, love is the king. We should have a compassion towards people, those who are in need. Whatever the way, whether it is a physical, material, or spiritual, our concern is more than material thing, spiritual. That is, as we know Christ, they should know Christ. They should, as we are having that hope, the great hope, as we always to sing, about hope, about the eternity. And they should also have that, should have that hope. That is, should be our concern. For that alone, we are all called, we are all chosen. God made us as a disciples, right? Seventhly, courageousness. Again, Simon Peter. You know about him, how he denied, he swore, and he cursed. The scriptures are Matthew 26, verse 70. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know 
what you are saying. Matthew 26, 72, he says, but again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. 74, he then began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately the roster crowd. So, there may be moments when our boldness is shaken up. And as we are believing and knowing that we are in the end time, it is a challenge for us. If this situation comes to us, how we are going to face it? Do you boldly, confidently come forward and say that I am a Christian? Or, as a Peter denied because of his cowardliness, <coughs> we wanted to do that. We should learn from this situation, we are bold enough. All the situation, we should be bold enough to say. That is why the promise says, be bold. Be strong. Why? Why? Hello? Why? Do you know the song? For the Lord the God is with us. That's why I said in the beginning itself, Jesus Christ always is with us. Let us see what is the climax of those things. So Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes. I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God has not given us the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy chapter 7 verse 1. Verse, chapter, verse, chapter 1 verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of your sound mind. These scriptures are given to us. Thank you, brother. These scriptures are given to us. Why? To edify us, encourage us, follow us, practice us. To, that's why I said even last time also, how the level of maturity, whether we are, God, when I said that God answers us differently, first, lowest level, instant answer. Then, delayed answer. Then, the different answer. Then no answer. You should be able to face and receive answers from God. Even if he says no also, no problem. That is an answer from him. There is something good for you in that. So in that case, Christians are always expected to grow. You cannot be always a baby Christian or an infant Christian. All the time expecting instant answer from God, whatever you ask for. Prayer is not for putting all your supplication you are need and dumping to him in the morning and the evening. Prayer is always a conversation. Even you have something, God also has something to share with you, to share with you concerning himself, his purposes, his will, and also concerning you. So if you wanted to know about God and about yourself, go to prayer and talk to him and ask him. As you say, greeting your neighbor, how are you? First, immediately, okay, praise Allah, good morning, good evening, everything. How are you? How many of you ask God? How many times you know that God asks you always concern about you? Anyhow, that is all we learn from our personal experience that the relationship, it is not just a relationship, it should be an intimate relationship. You should be always alert to hear from God. 
we should have that exercise in our develop that exercise okay rightly competitiveness always it is there competitiveness who is a creative mark 9 32 to 37 it is recorded in the very next chapter he is he told them in mark 9 35 and he said to them called the twelve and said to them if anyone desired to be first he shall be the last of all and the servant of all who is the greater if you want to be a first you should be the last and also not even a one chapter again another chapter came in the 10th chapter verse 43 yet it shall not be so among you i'm not reading the whole thing just the key words but whoever desires to become a great among you shall be your servant what does it mean they did not understand the burden of their master luke 22 14 to 27 uh, why what has happened on the passover night jesus was telling about again about is the last days what is going to happen he said about he had the passover after sharing these people are having quarrel among themselves they were thinking for who is great he who sit at the table or he who serves so it is not who he sit at the table yet i am among you as the one who serves you verse 28 of chapter 22 look but you are those who have continued with me in my trials so arguments about god's people especially among his servants has led all sorts of ungodly practices an important lesson here is no one can lift you up to a position what god has not designed for you no one can bring down from where god has placed you up if you believe that you will not have this kind of quarreling or a competitiveness who is the first if anyone among you is thinking why this person why not me why that person why not this person no that is none of your business everything is belongs to him once he has lifted him any person no one is there has the right to bring them one god has kept him what whoever is this what i want to say when you come to the house of god we are all equal whether he is a preacher who is a singer or is a musician who is the one who is at the at the door welcoming you as an usher or a teacher all are equal that is the position god has given to that person sometimes it is not somebody it is we ourselves wanted to enter in so many things but doing nothing at the last that is the dangerous thing that also equally with that so let us have not have that kind of practices ninthly narrow mindedness mark chapter 9 it is so much for you but let us go fast 
Mark 9, chapter, chapter 9, 38 to 40. One who does not follow us, Jesus condemned the group is some here. So you know what has happened. And the disciples came to him, verse 39. And uh, there is somebody who is doing a miracle in your name and uh, we have stopped them. Jesus said, no, 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 no. He said, the one who is, let us see, verse uh, 39. Do not forbid him. Okay, 38 itself. Mark 9, verse 38. Now John answered to him, saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us, casting out demons in your name. And we forbid him, because he does not belong or follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterward speak evil of me. Verse 40, key. For he who is not against us is on our side. So the disciples fail to see the larger picture and the plan of God in their lives. So let us not have envy or strife in our life for serving God. So always, whoever does it, if they do it in the name of the Lord, accept it because they are belongs to our family. Tenthly, earthly mindedness. Jesus predicts his death and the resurrection. Matthew 16, 21 to 24. Things of God, things of men. So in this, again he was telling about his suffering and uh, and uh, is death. Immediately, our so-called Peter, the first disciple, he said, no, 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 no. Verse 22, Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him, saying, for be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So, we should not have earthly mindedness and we should always have heavenly mindedness. And finally, and uh, rejected and turned away. What has happened? And uh, these things are recorded in John 6th chapter. When you go through it from 48 to 66, John 646 says, I am the bread of life. When he was telling about the bread and the wine and uh, about the life, what you are getting, and of course, see, the today is the very... Remarkable day. And uh, I'll read another verse. Verse 65. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Verse 60. In your Bible, see. Therefore, many of his disciples not one, 
many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is our saying, who can understand? Who can understand it? Not only that, they did not even say, even 666, always we learn to remember 333, Jeremiah 3, 333, but here see, John 666, what is said? For that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. They are gone. Why? They could not understand. They thought it is a hard teaching. Always the Bible encourages to go, you have to know the sound doctrine. We should not be a baby Christian, keep on telling about the salvation, repentance, baptism and so on. We should know much more than that. If it is so, if you think that it is a hard thing, it is the disciples they did. Many of the disciples felt that it is hard to follow. So they went away. It should not happen to us. When the sound doctrine or the teachings comes to you from this place, that is the right place for you to know. That will help you to grow so that you will enter into heaven. The very purpose of us here, gathering like a, as his children, only one reason, glorifying God, making heaven. If that is not the purpose, there is no purpose in coming here, right? As a summary, let us put us together. What are the infections of the disciples? Number one, they did not understand him. They did not pray with him in his distress. They did not know the value of worship, unforgiveness, unnecessary calling, uncompassionate, courageousness, competitiveness, narrow-mindedness, earthly-mindedness, rejected and turned away. That is the imperfection of the disciple, which we should not. None of those things, we should have it. So all these things are there, very good. Like just another five minutes, I'll take it. But you know, the disciples, they have a different characters. Different background, as I said. Most of them, half of them are, uh, a number of them are fishermen. But if you look at it, the one thing about the Simon Peter, as the character states, he is a impulsive. Later, he became a bold preacher uh, um, preaching about Jesus Christ. About Andrew, he is eager to bring others to Jesus. John of Sabbath, ambitious, judgmental, later very loving. And James, also ambitious, short-tempered, and judgmental, deeply committed to Jesus. And Matthew is a despised outcast because of his dishonest career. Philip is a questioning attitude. And Bartholomew is honesty and straightforwardness. And Thomas is courage, but he is doubtful. And Simon, the other Simon, and is angry and loyal. And Judas' career is unfaithful and greedy. Different characters. Putting together. Manage with him. Three and a half years. How these people have come forward and evangelized the whole world. How it is possible. After Jesus Christ's resurrection, at the day of Pentecost, that's why in the, in the initially I came. They came all together. 
one accord, one mind, one place, outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon them that united them. Jesus Christ, when they called the disciples by the name and they are followed, but what he left with them, Peter asked them, what we will get it? He did not give anything the materialistic. He gave them the power and the authority. And the power and authority came on the day of Pentecost. After they received it, they did everything together. That's what we read in Acts 2nd chapter. Acts 2nd chapter, when you go through it, when the day of Pentecost, they had fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. Verse 42, they continued steadfastly in apostle doctrine, fellowship, and breaking of bread and in prayer. Verse 44 says, now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Verse 46 of chapter 2. So, continuing daily in one accord in, one, in the temple, breaking bread from the house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity in their heart. That is the disciple of Jesus Christ after the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, uh, this, uh, uh, disciples, the uh, section of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the character. Because of them, today you and me came to know the gospel. Today I am preaching it because they are very faithful after that. So in the same way, that mission is continuing. That mission is as a great commission given to each and every one of us who is sitting here. If you believe that, say Amen. Put your hands up. The Great Commission is for every one of us. What Jesus did, the disciples has did. Today, you and me are a disciple of Jesus Christ. God has called you to carry and continue the mission what God had, for what God had came. So let us continue to take that, carry out that mission in our lives for the glory of God. God bless you.